Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, episode 114. This is Boss Rush Games' Xbox podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? Also joining us is the Colonel himself, Colonel Panic Joe Wilson. Hiya. And joining (laughs) us, not Josh Finney, but our, you would say, frenemy from... (laughs) <laughs> PlayStation Crossroads, our PlayStation podcast here on Boss Rush Games, is the PC Muscle Race, Mr. Leron Dawkins. What's going on, everybody? Now, you're here not because you're the PlayStation guy. You're here because you are also a PC guy. Also, we like having you around. Oh, thanks. 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 <laughs> uh, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't like I had to have too many bribes out there tonight did i because no, i saw i saw i saw you put out who wants to be on the show tonight and i was like you know you know I'm what an I, interloper but let me but let me see if i can come in you know Laron, what i really did was put out a, a tweet out there that said everybody needs to subscribe to Laron's only fans account so we can get him on the show tonight so <laughs> well well that that explains why i had a bunch of uh slides into the dms uh mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier this afternoon while i was playing alien isolation getting the living piss scared out of me yeah well <laughs> you know i had to do what i had to do yeah. you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do you know you gotta I... gotta do some favors gotta <laughs> get your knees dirty sometimes i don't know is that, is that what the kids say <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting old i need knee pads i know <laughs> look dude walking up and down stairs is a chore not because i'm out of shape and out of breath but because my knees hurt every time i put pressure on my right one it's just like oh god is this it is this it is Let this me... where my knee turns into dak prescott's ankle injury oh oh <laughs> let me t- let me tell you when it sounds like when it sounds like you're popping popcorn but it's your knees as you walk them down the stairs you know that's that's alarming yeah or you know when you just stand up out of bed too <laughs> that, that always hurts sometimes uh so but uh how's how's everyone's weekend how's how's it going how's how's the weekend how's uh life treating everybody Brief, brief. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get yeah, that. going like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the weekend. It feels like the weekend kind of just showed up and then and now it's on its way out. Yeah, know? I yeah. was like, like this weekend was we celebrated our anniversary this weekend and we like did a whole bunch of stuff yesterday. And today I went over to my parents' house to grab some stuff that you know they've been holding on for me for like 30 years <laughs> it's like i gotta store it here now because well mm-hmm. it's probably time you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. and and now that the end of the weekend's here and arsenal x is like the exclamation point on the very brief weekend so yeah that's how my mm-hmm. weekend went but 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 
before we get into that, the housekeeping and our giveaway and, and Xbox Series X 2020 uh, shipping updates for everybody, I did find some some Xboxes that I've been looking for. I found a working Xbox 360 Slim that works. Every, it's it's like in mint condition. I don't think it's ever been used. I found one. I found two. I found I found a Joe. You missed this. You weren't here when I was showing them. But I found a Duke. Nice. And a blue S controller. Oh man, with the breakaway cables. Yeah. Yeah, those for, are awesome. For fifteen bucks. Nice. Fifteen. <laughs> That's bucks. awesome. Man, nostalgia is a hell of a drug, I tell you. I know, I know. My and then and then, you know, I've been looking for an original Xbox because mine like died a long time ago, and I just got rid of it. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law's giving me his. He has That's... one in his basement. <laughs> don't don't you love when it works out like that? I know. I, yeah. I got Does it still work. Uh, yeah, I guess That's he says it turns awesome. on. So I, I, you know. If it turns on, I, I assume like I mean like the the original box has never had a, a problem really. The only problem I would see with it is possibly the hard drive, but yeah, or like the laser, I mean, maybe yeah. the disc laser. But, but those were pretty easy to replace, weren't they? The hard drives. A lot of people were putting like massive ones in it. Could you imagine? T- now you could put like a terabyte in it. <laughs> I, I think you need a T fifteen to get into it, but other yeah. than that, like I would put. Flash that hard drive to an SSD, and then just never worry about it again. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I found all the stuff. Like what? What I want to do? I don't really want to like use these consoles. Really, I mean, I have my 360. I have this 360. I'm downloading a bunch of arcade games that aren't backwards compatible. It's pretty much what it's going to be used for if and when I need it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm gonna have like I was telling, like I was telling Jesse, like. There's going to be a lot of Xbox focus and, you know, and PlayStation focus the next, what, probably three or four months, you know, as these games come out and trickle out Mm -hmm. and whatever for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kind of want like an Xbox display, you know, to do the to to do our videos and stuff. So, you know what you need to do? You need to put like a shelf that they all fit on. Right. Yeah. And then have some sort of HDMI switcher that when you switch to each Xbox, a little light is over top of it, lighting up which one is on. Oh, that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be a cool idea. That would be cool. That'd be cool. I might take some of the soundproofing out and put it, like, right here. Like, right yeah. here. And if move the soundproofing, like, on the, the only, ceiling or, you know. The only like thing that. is, though, is if I did that, I would have the Dreamcast. <laughs> my, Dreamcast my Dreamcast is going in that. <laughs> in that case or that display too because uh yeah. i mean dreamcast is like xbox zero right i would say you know yeah yeah i think i mean i think yeah, that's how like i mean kinda that like... you know like my love what? yeah my love of the dreamcast is ulti- my love of the dreamcast ultimately is what uh you know, like really, like they were going for that same kind of thing. You know, for for the for the Xbox, and that's kind of what, like it was the like next the evolution of the Dreamcast. Like if the Dreamcast became uh, its own its own, you know, like genre of system, I guess you could say or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, it's definitely the Xbox was like the second version of it. 
Yeah. So I'm uh I'm excited, man. I'm excited to have all this yeah. stuff to in like my office is a mess because I have a bunch of totes that I need to go through now from my parents' house to like either put on the shelf or sell <laughs> at this point. And I I put yeah. like I put all my hardback strategy guides in a in one of the totes and it weighs like probably 60 pounds <laughs> tried to bring that in from my driveway and through the front door and into the office was like god i should have just paid someone to move this thing's fucking heavy with, with with your knees in that in the shape they are yeah, man. i know, I know. <laughs> also on the uh, back to the knee thing not really the knee thing but like I totally forgot I had a chiropractor's appointment on Friday and I missed it. <laughs> no. Oh no. no so. Oh no. Are you gonna stay you just gonna stay out of alignment now. Yeah, I'm just gonna be crooked but, forever. But it's thanks fine. for the thanks for the reminder. I, I told myself after after I recovered from that sciatic thing that I was going to uh, get in with a chiropractor. So thank you for reminding me that I'm slipping on that. You know, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but Joe, I am getting that monitor you sent me, that the Samsung QLED one. That's awesome. I so after we had our last thing, you inspired me. I went under under my stairs is where I store all like my extra boxes and stuff. And I went and I got my PlayStation Pro box from under, and I'm gonna box it up and put it on eBay. Uh, so I was gonna do it this weekend, but obviously not enough time now. But I got all my like PlayStation VR boxes and mm. just gonna list it all now. Get prepped, get it out the door while yeah. the getting's good on that. And I sold then, mine. Uh, I sold mine for two hundred and forty bucks with forty bucks shipping. So that's I know anything over two hundred is good for me. Yeah, yeah. The Crossroads crew uh, and I we were talking that it's really exciting that you know this time we can actually voluntarily get rid of our our current console because the new console is going to basically give us the experience that we want. Yeah. Without without not missing out on much, even though unless we are going to like a uh, unless you want to play Afro Samurai Two or Shadow Complex. <laughs> Yeah, you see, there you go, because uh, we because we're planning a show for we're, we're planning like a funeral show for the ten games that PS Five will not be able to play. Uh, but you know <laughs> oh, what? That's not a bad idea. You know what they did say though? Those companies came out and said they're going to try to figure out why they won't play on PlayStation Five and try to patch them. So some of oh, them cool. will be patched. I'm, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, I'm I, all f- yeah, I would be too. It's just it's like I'm glad they kind of. So, like some people actually care about the games yeah. they put out <laughs> like okay well yeah see that's you know that's the thing is i think i think a lot of these companies would prefer their games to continue moving forward and you know like i mean because like with you know xbox kind of doing the backwards compatible stuff i mean it's it's really it's really become a you know highly you know, enjoyed and just, you know, praised thing that, you know, like you hear people talk about like the back in the day when they would do, uh, when, when they used to record TV shows and stuff, it would be on, uh, on the reels or whatever, or on, uh, you know, on stuff. And then, you know, like ABC or whatever, the next episodes, they just, they just, uh, re, um, you know, rewrite over their previous episodes and they, nothing was ever kept, you know, nothing. There's a lot of shows that they're just literally there. There doesn't exist, uh, you know, uh, copies of those episodes anymore because back in the day, they just didn't care about it. They yeah. would just record over stuff again. And, you know, and like there's this, 
you know, like with everything being digital, there's just such a stronger presence of people wanting to preserve uh, stuff that's been made and, you know, and be able to still have access to things. And I think, I think it's just important, like overall, even if it's not something that you're going to use a whole lot, it's just still nice to be able to go back to it. And like, the mm-hmm. fact that I can play 360 games or Xbox regular original Xbox games on my Xbox One right now and stream them to Twitch while I'm playing them, you yeah. know, an old ass game that never had the ability, you know, the console that you played that originally on never had the ability to stream it to the, you know, to something like Twitch is just awesome, you know. Yeah. Plus, I'm I'm so waiting. It, 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 it just for that alone, it's fun. I'm waiting for that Dreamcast patch. Do they let Dreamcast games be backwards compatible? Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. That's that's. Wouldn't the... that be crazy though? In reality, it'd be yeah, awesome if like, yeah. I I think it's awesome that like I honestly think that probably. Mid-year through, or not mid-year, mid-life through this gen, this new generation, the next-gen version of the Xbox Series X and S, I would not be surprised if we would have access to almost the entire like Xbox catalog, meaning from original Xbox through mm-hmm. Series X. And I think that's honestly man, that's just awesome. I was telling I was telling Corey earlier that I, that I really just I I really just need a way to play Jet Set Radio Future. Uh, and yeah. and in, in all seriousness, I, I will buy a Series S if they say it goes all if, if we can get backwards compatibility all the way back to the launch title. Which they're gonna make it Jet a big Set deal. Radio they're Future. gonna they're gonna give you a Jet yeah. Set Radio Future Series S special edition. Hey, hey, I will hey, I will be I will be Microsoft's a little whore for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they. Uh, it was oh cripes! It was what almost. Whenever they started really working hard on the Series X, they stopped releasing backwards compatible games. But I don't think that meant they stopped developing and working on mm. the product of their back catalog. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they unve- unveiled something sometime soon, where it's just like, hey, this is all the backwards compatible stuff that we now have access to. Mm-hmm. I bet it's, they, that list is going to grow as soon as the new consoles are out. Yeah. If they want, if they want Leron to have a, an Xbox Series S or X, um, all they got to do is put Jesset Radio Future on on one of those systems and not have it on Game Pass, and uh, I'm there. And you're not the only <laughs> one. There's a lot of people that would be dying yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jet Set Radio is yeah one of those things that that people just absolutely love. Although you know that that franchise and. Uh, yeah, and like I've been honestly asking for a new one and stuff too for a long time. I mean, now you got now we're getting that one game that's very similar to it. That's um, I forget what it was called. There was a game that was very similar to it. I mean, there's it was kind there's of a the few same games. idea. There's a few games. I know there's a game that came out about uh, I don't know six months ago at this point called Hover. Oh, and it okay. was it was similar. Uh, yeah, so. I think that's why a lot of people that the you know the people that did like it like really liked um, uh, Sunset Overdrive because it was like almost like a like a very similar version of that but with like more parkour type kind of like yeah it had that feel I yeah. yeah that 
Sunset Overdrive is an amazing game. If yeah. anyone hasn't played it, it it is the so right when that game came out is whenever I bought my uh, Xbox uh, Xbox One because uh, okay. they they announced the Master Chief Collection that game they came out with a white model and it's like okay that's the one I'm gonna get and I got that with like everything and that's also the time yeah. where they had that deal where they stopped putting the connect in the box and yeah. you could like get oh crap they had some sort of rebate system where you got an extra like 100 or 125 dollars if you like traded in your uh, 360 or whatever and i did all that in one fail oh, swoop okay. mm-hmm. um, nice. i will never forget that but that game was an amazing game it was the first xbox one game that i played yeah i uh yeah that was i still have that sega gt Chet Set Radio Future combo yeah. disc. Sega GT is also a great game. Yeah, it was, but it was like that's those are like two very random games to stick together. Uh, but it's yeah. still well, like I have that yeah. combo disc. It is like it's just sitting on my shelf with like Psychonauts and I don't know however many versions of Madden I bought that year and or that generation and yeah, man. Yeah. I have- I had that. What was it? It was. Um, mm. there was I had a combo disc that was like Forza and and Halo. It was a Forza Halo combo box set where it was. I remember that. It, like I don't know what it what it's even from or like who is selling it, but I had bought it used for like really super cheap. I thought it was one of those ones that, you know, like, you know, like back in the day when, like, you had CDs that came in those little slip covers. I could have sworn yeah. it was, like, one of those type deals where it was, like, it came out of the box and it had one of those little slip covers and it had both games on the disc. It was, yeah, I, I just remember on one side, like, because you know how normally you'd have a front and a back of a, yeah. of a mm-hmm. box. Yeah. On the back, it would say all the information. And then the front, obviously, the, the front page. But with this, it just had one side was the the cover of Halo, and the other side was the cover of Forza. Yeah, and it was like it was a really weird combo that like because I did end up selling it, and they didn't even know what to look up to even find a price for it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I remember. I remember that. <laughs> I remember those from my GameStop days. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. The just. Like, I just miss, like, a lot of those, like, kind of fun, neat, just kind of, you know, things. Like, even just, like, demo discs and all that that came with magazines. And, mm-hmm. like, there's just so many fun little things, like, back in the day of the, even the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. The you know original what? Xbox. I used to have, and I kick myself, that I, I don't have it anymore. I'm pretty sure I threw it away. But Microsoft had sent me a... Um, a uh, a disc for Halo Reach as like the a preview, mm-hmm, but it yeah. was it was the full game before the game came out, and they had to like sync up my console so that they put me on like a de- like it wasn't a, it wasn't a full developer build, but they gave me some sort of key so that it would let me play the game before okay. the release date, and oh, it was like man. literally a silver disc that just said Halo Reach preview copy and like just black letters. There was no, oh, no artwork man. or anything. And I got to play. It was like it was like one of the coolest experiences because I got like a, a survey and a thing. It's like yes, I totally want to play it. It's like you've been selected, and they had to do an update to my console. And I got nice. this disc, and then I just threw it away like an idiot. Because, but in all fairness, you couldn't use that on anything other than a console that had that 
yeah. pre, like that yeah. access or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But mistakes. That's mistakes. crazy. That's that's crazy that you had a pre-release version of the game. That's it was crazy. Awesome. I was that was I don't know. I was really excited at the time. Yeah. That's still a highlight, you'd say. That's awesome. Talk with me. Uh but all right. Well, let's get through some of this housekeeping and tell people about our giveaway before we uh head on into some of the topics we have. This is Arsenal X, the Xbox show here on Boss Rush Games. Every week we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about the latest news, rumors, games, and more within the world of Xbox. You can catch us live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash boss rush games live at nine PM Eastern time to join the conversation. If you can't join us live, no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash boss rush games and podcast services everywhere on Tuesday mornings. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume our show. And you can catch all of our content and our family of shows on bossrushgames.com. Uh, just a, a little reminder. If, you, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever they're calling it today, uh, just give us, give us some of them five stars and a, a nice review. <laughs> really appreciate it. Really, you know, we want to we wanna get noticed, people. Noticed. Noticed. <laughs> Anyways, we're giving away six months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, we're giving it away on November 8th, just uh, the, sun, the live show before the Xbox Series X and S come out. Uh, basically, we're giving you, giving your new console 100 high-quality games on launch day for six months, according to Xbox. That's what they said. Over 100-plus quality Xbox titles on game pass yep uh the rules are simple follow us on twitter reply with a screenshot where you listen to us retweet and tag two friends cut off our entries is november 8th at 8 p.m eastern time the tweet will be pinned on twitter so get those entries in people we want to know we want yeah yeah so. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, if you include, since they're putting EA Play in there, I know. that's that's a, it's over 160 games. There's at least 160 games to pick from then. Because mm-hmm. I think because EA Play the, on Xbox has, what, 80, some, 84, 85? I think Major Nelson tweeted out, what, last week that there's 206 games on Game Pass right now. Um, yeah, yeah. So get them in, guys. Yeah. We'd, uh, you know. We're doing this for you, the fans, our fans, <laughs> the Axers, the people who legit throw up the X. Do just <laughs> do it. Come on, Leron. Do it. All right. All right. Fine. Ah. Fine. Fine. I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm supposed to be the triangle or the square <laughs> or the circle. <laughs> There's an X on that PlayStation controller somewhere or the. L button. <laughs> you know what? I, I I have had I have had that some that gesture pointed at me before a few times. So yeah. Oh man, that's 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 hilarious. That was a good one, Jesse. I'm gonna. Was, it was good. That was scoreboard. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm, I am very, I am very good on Jesse's brand of humor. Like we, just, well, what? This is like our what? Our, our 19th go round now. <laughs> I, I well, feel and like... I was, and to be fair, like, cause you know, like we obviously, it's, it's all fun and games, but like, uh, 
I've been just going on like oh, I just absolutely loved that state of play, but <laughs> so who knows? Maybe maybe someday you'll see me on on the uh, on on their show as well. So by the way, by, we'd love to have you. By the way, yeah. speaking of UI, I just I just turned on an Xbox 360 for the first time in what probably five years at this point. Yeah, and you're that like, UI is so clean and simple. <laughs> Can we go back to yeah. that, please? Can we just go back to that? It's so no, nice. But though it was slow. It was a little slow, though. Yeah, but you put a slow UI from the 360 on a Series X. It's gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna switch menu items before you even press that button. How fast it's gonna be? To be fair, it kind of was very similar to what originally went on. Like it was, so, there was some things that were similar. When the, so the Xbox One first came out, but so the the three sixty dashboard that you have now, what is it? It's post blades, right? Yeah, it's just it's the squares. It's just like the yeah. the the Windows Phone. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. No, it is it. Oh, I gotcha. It's like the the sheets, like yeah. the yeah pages uh, almost. I don't know what that's called. There's a name for it. It's like yeah, cause, it's like Blades 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah I I never I never really minded the 360 stuff, but but yeah, I've like I've definitely like because I have been going back on the 360 occasionally because I do have one that I I had you know been using for quite some time until I got my One uh, X. I was using it pretty regularly, but um. But yeah, like with these newer updates to to the um, Xbox One uh, UI and and you know the, what's gonna be basically the you know what we're gonna see on the the Series X. Like I've really been loving the changes that they've made to the UI on the Xbox One. Yeah, I turned it on the other day. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Well, so boggles my mind that. Every time I turn on my Xbox to play a game, and I have everything set to like always be on automatic updates, just yep. do your thing. Every time I go to play, like mostly it's Call of Duty, and it's already like I'm, it's already begging for space with that stuff. And it's just like, hey, you need to do an update, and I gotta download an update. Destiny, hey, there's an update. You got, it's like, shouldn't you be doing this auto- automatically? And then I went into my Xbox, I turn it on, and I can see like a thick outline. It's different. I'm like, did I accidentally turn on some accessibility thing where it's like highlighting stuff? <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, this is different. Like, I definitely messed something up. Just like yeah. it just did the update yeah. without me yeah. knowing about it. Yeah, but then yeah. you go into like your managed game queue thing, and it's, there's like 15 of your games need an update, even though it's set on automatic updates. You're like, what are you doing? It's weird. Yeah. They they had me sold on the automatic update as soon as it happened. I'm like, let's do it. Take control. Spy on me all you want. As long as my game's updated, I don't care what hits the internet with me. And yeah. then, sure enough, just like it never, it never fucking works. It no. never works. No, it doesn't it works, work yeah. at all. Work, work that time. It, d- it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> only only UI stuff works. It, no, the games don't work. And then I like the other day, I had to sit and wait for like a some sort of Destiny update. Like some background update that didn't download, and I'm like, "This is like the Do one it. night of the week I'm not doing something for this. I just want to play Destiny with my friends." Yeah, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Man. that. Yeah, that happened to me the other day. I was like, you know what? 
And then I, Fortnite was down. Uh, their servers were down. So I'm like, well, I'll play. I'll play this, and I'll go back to this instead. Needed an update. Okay, well, I'll update that. I guess, and then I'll just play this. Needed an update. I'm like, son of a... Yeah, like, yeah, what like the, when Destiny what? was updating, when Destiny was updating, I was like, okay, well, I'll play Tony Hawk while I'm, uh, Destiny's downloading. Tony Hawk needed an update. Fuck. Okay, well, I guess I'll play some Halo. Halo needed an update. Halo 5 gets its first update in, like, 12 years. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, you know what? You updates, you're not playing anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm busting out my Switch. I'm playing Tetris for, like, 20 minutes. Turns out needed an update. <laughs> they, added, they, added, they added another shape. Yeah. <laughs> they added another original classic game to the. They actually added a ball to Tetris. That's weird. Uh, Doesn't fit anywhere. No, it just really, it just fucks you up. Just breaks them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, turns wait, out, turns out this, Tetris, break, break. this version of Tetris is a brick breaker. Uh, yeah. A brick breaker. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So, uh, speaking of brick breakers, uh, <laughs> GameStop will reportedly get a cut of Xbox games sold digitally, even if you're not buying them from GameStop. Uh, really interesting. It has it has something to do with the GameStop and Microsoft deal uh, that we kind of talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, Microsoft, if you yeah. if you didn't listen to that episode. Microsoft and GameStop entered some sort of deal to make uh, a more user-friendly experience in-store at GameStop, which we all know GameStop needs that. Uh, Yes. So, and now apparently digital games, DLC, that kind of stuff, even if you don't purchase it at GameStop, they're still getting some sort of cut. Uh, They don't know how big the cut is yet, but uh, seems like uh, this is how GameStop's surviving. So, yeah, they need it. The, I'll, I'll put it that way. They they need it because GameStop and I've I've said this on on the Bossers podcast and on the Crossroads podcast a couple of times. GameStop did a terrible job of adapting to the changing landscape of gaming. When stuff was going digital, they were still trying to hold on to their used games market and 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 then in a futile attempt, try to try to make the video game industry like adjust to their sales practices and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. and 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 you and you saw the result of it for like, for like the last five or six years they've been trying to sell the gamestop uh company you know like they're mm-hmm. like the, the major the major shareholders who um who actually run it were trying to sell the company and things like that because mm-hmm. the only time gamestop seemed to be making hand or fist profit is when the new consoles are coming out and uh and the last um in the last series of consoles didn't really do that give them that much of a bump Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you, what's funny is the um, so like by me, you know, like we had a couple of people opened up um, uh, a retro, you know, used game store that they sell. They sell Switch games used. They sell, you know, you know, Xbox One and PS4 games used as well. But those those collections of those games are very very you know small, um, because they're more focused on their you know like thousands of you know NES games and Sega games and you know a bunch of Atari games and 3DO and you know like every single console that's ever existed basically like and and it's what's funny is any given time. 
there is at least three times as many people in that store as there are any time that I go to a, a GameStop. And this store that I go to is about maybe a fourth a fourth of the size of a GameStop, you know. So it's like the GameStop has all this area in their thing, and they just don't do anything with it except for pile junk everywhere, you know. And it's like you could easily be just like you know, like making it more clean and nice, and and having some kind of you know something that you can do to to have interaction with fans and letting people being able to, you know, like actually come and really, you know, try games before they buy them, you know, or something. I mean, you're talking about selling used games. You should be able, like people, they should have like a thing where people can actually go and try a game out, you know, before they buy it and see if it's something, you know, like something, just any kind of interaction that, that makes and brings an experience that, you can't really get honestly back in the day uh back when before GameStops were becoming major fixtures and stuff at malls and stuff and they started mm-hmm. buying up all those little kiosks and stuff that were yeah. in the mall reselling used games and stuff like that those those kiosks and those fixtures used to allow people to play like a small bit of the used game they had you know it was yeah. one of those things they built trust and confidence with the, with the with the customers and stuff like that and yeah. then you know from my from my time at game Stop. I can tell you this uh, uh, with the with the, um, the and, and all that stuff. They used to get bent out of shape if we uh, if we pulled the game out, you know, and, you know, and, and we pulled the demo the demo disc out and put yeah. an actual game in that somebody maybe wanted to look at and stuff like that. They got bent out of shape, and I'm like, listen, like, like we can either make the sale or they can walk out the door. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, you know, even. Even a little bit of personal, that little bit of personalization and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I I feel like sometimes it got me in trouble because I was a store manager and um and yeah you know like if if I knew for a fact that you know like somebody wanted to try the game out, I could let them I could live with letting them play five minutes worth of this game mm-hmm. and possibly get and possibly getting that sale and building that report the customer say come back and next time I don't even have to pull the game out and you know throw it in the demo because they'll trust my word on like hey this is a good game you're gonna love this and stuff like yeah. that but but you know yeah. you know. Sometimes, what can you do? You got to follow the rules, or or you lose your job. <laughs> yeah, and see, and that's and that's the thing. I think that ultimately, the really the main thing that had to change that has to change with GameStop is they need to like have some more um, Q and A or or some kind of you know like interaction with the people who are working at their stores or the yes. people who are running the stores because ultimately you know the people that are working at a GameStop chances are the reason they're working there is because they're knowledgeable about games or they enjoy games i mean you know like you're just regular person who doesn't care about games i don't feel like is going to look at that as their first you know, like choice for a place they're going to want to work because like when you go to a hardware store or something, you know, like a lot of times people are somewhat knowledgeable about kind of the, the sections that they're working in. And it's, I feel like it's the same with the GameStop is people go there and they work there because they know that they know a bit about games and they feel like they could, you know, help people find what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so, so you need to have some more interaction with people like that, and have an under a better understanding of, 
you know, like the average person that comes to their store, like what they're going to, what they're going to want, or, you know, what kind of questions are going to be asked. You got to have an understanding of the business that you're owning and actually try to make some kind of, you know, like, like make people feel like they're the, the people that are working there actually their, their knowledge and, and, uh, time is, is actually, you know, like appreciated, you know, and that, and unfortunately that's a problem though. in a lot of businesses, a lot of big, big companies and stuff that just do not care, you know, enough to, to show any kind of like, you know, appreciation and, you know, and I think that ultimately more and more businesses and things are going to close, uh, if, if, they don't show some kind of appreciation for for stuff. It's just people are gonna aren't gonna want to pay much attention. Here's the here's the one thing I'll say, and, and maybe and maybe this and maybe Microsoft's influence will 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 pull off on will will rub off on game on GameStop's corporate. What they mm-hmm. need to, what they need to make sure to do is to make sure to value their employee base as much as they value their customer base. Because in mm-hmm. all seriousness, I mean, yeah. I mean. I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you horror stories of, about this, and then you know, like GameStop may come after at the BRG, and I don't want that type of liability and stuff like that. But the one thing I will say is, like, um, is like when you work working at working for GameStop, one of the things, a lot of times you came in as a gamer, and you and you wind up leaving GameStop as like the most jaded video game person ever. Like you had, like you wind up becoming so opinionated, and you wind up being opinionated not because of like just the state of games, but because of what the retail, what the retail industry and how and how the company treated you, you know, as far, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole thing was you came to work for these stores because you love this stuff and things like that. Yeah. Um, so in all, in all seriousness, like one of the things that hopefully, like I said, Microsoft may be able to influence is like, you know, like letting them, letting corporate know that it's all, it's also about the employee experience. If they mm-hmm. come to work, if they come to work, loving what they do and loving what they can do, like your, mm-hmm. your, your, your company model, your, your company business model is going to flourish. Yeah. I loved going to my local GameStop because the a lot of the employees are just fun to talk with, just exactly. have chats with about things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, let the let the managers and stuff, you know, do the stuff that needs to be done. So you know, like the inventories and you yeah. know, and you know, quality control and all that stuff. Let the let the sales force, you know, be the people that actually get the things flowing and get the customers engaged and stuff like that. But you know, what do I know? I'm the guy. I'm the guy that used to work for GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see GameStop do a few things. I would love to see them have public Wi-Fi. Like, yeah. there should be guest Wi-Fi while you're there. If I go in and see a Switch game, it doesn't matter if I buy the physical copy or I buy a $25 code and use their Wi-Fi to download my Switch game. I should be able to do that in, like, yeah. a hub for gaming people. Mm-hmm. I would love to see mm-hmm. deals of the day that are specific to like one for Xbox, one for PlayStation, one for Nintendo, and one for like PC. I would like to see like something centralized, like some one thing for everybody that they, they pick out each day. I would like to see events like and se- like November seventh. They should do something for Mass Effect. I don't care. It could be a, it doesn't have to be like, like a whole like thing with the store or anything like that. It could just be even like the fact that they change an end cap to focus yeah. on this mm-hmm. game for this day or Halo mm-hmm. or whatever. It, they need to. They almost need to prove 
that they know what they're what they're talking about, that they belong in this gamer space with the people that they're trying to sell a product to. And, and I think that's and correct. not just some over yeah. over over oh shoot, not just some overblooded number crunchers. Yeah, yeah. and because I get that they were they were the games industry ha, like as far like doesn't have high margins as far as and I get that they found a model that's like hey if we just if you buy back this old game, we can resell it and like we can recoup our profits. Yeah. It's the same thing that movie theaters do with the concessions. Like, mm-hmm. I get it, and I get that you need to make money, and I'm okay with that as long as I'm getting something for what I'm paying for. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I would love to see them change their image and succeed, and I would like to see like, oh, that was like a dark period for GameStop, and now it's cool again. Like, that would be great. I think it would be neat if there was a place where I could go and get the rare gaming things that I can't find anywhere but online and would never have a chance to physically see this thing. Yeah. Like, there's so many products out there that I would like to be like, oh, like, think about an Elite Series 2. It's like, I I can be blue in the face. If you hold one, I guarantee you it will change your mind. You'd be like, I want that controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, good luck holding one. And like, are you gonna go into GameStop and be like, "Hey, can you open this so I can hold it?" They're like, "No, that's a two hundred dollar controller. What if you don't buy it?" Like, yeah. it should be okay. They should have yeah. something like that available. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, and you know what? That's the crazy part, right? Because because I guarantee you, okay, for I think was it now over five thousand stores in in this country uh, for GameStop mm-hmm. because it used to be a lot more, but yeah. over five thousand stores in this country. Like trust me, like every store in every 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 store in every district can afford to shrink out one two hundred dollar controller. Every every store Mm -hmm. every store can afford that, and I know I know it sounds appalling to like to like you know the one percenters and the rich people. I was like, oh, we're gonna lose a little bit, we're gonna lose a, a dime of money and stuff like that, but still. Like I said, like it's about experiences, and and you know, for GameStop, we I used to be in seminars and stuff for GameStop, where it's like it's all about the customer experience. That right there is an experience that you know uh, that can make a that will make a sale, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and it's true, you know. Hell, you yeah. don't even have to you don't even have to give us a working copy. I guarantee you, if we work with the companies that make these things, they'll give us a mock up. Yeah. Oh yeah. They'll give yeah. us a mock. They'll give us a mock up. You know, like shoot, I walk into Best Buy all the time and I see mock ups of of uh, of all the PC stuff, like you know, keyboards, you know, mm-hmm. headphones, stuff like that. I guarantee you, like you know, these companies, like, if game. If GameStop reached out and said, "Hey, we're trying to we're trying to do something that makes sure our customers, you know, will buy your product and stuff like that," that'd be like, "Hey, here especially, you go, take our product." Especially now, since they're partnering with Microsoft, you would think that they'll have like Series X's on display, or like you said, Joe, mm-hmm. like a like you could hold an Elite Series Two controller because you know they're partnering with Microsoft and they can have like a display edition or whatever, and and yeah. you know maybe it doesn't work. Or anything, maybe it's just like a, a dummy controller, but like you can still get a, a sense of how it feels and whatever. Like, why not? Yeah, like those Series Xs that a lot of uh, people were getting sent, like influencers and stuff, just so you got an idea of how big it was and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, th- they could be sending stuff like that where they make sure they they just weight it, they weight it so it's the same weight as a real one, mm-hmm. but it's not actually a real one it's just the case of it mm-hmm. you know and like like they could send out this those elites weight it right but then just have it where the buttons press but there's not really the actual tech inside of it the expensive tech inside of it yeah 
that makes it work because you don't need it. All you need it is to be able to see how it feels, you know, weight wise and how the buttons, you know, work. And, you know, like this is the thing is it's crazy, you know, right? GameStop is specializes in games, something that one game can bring an entire fan base to a big massive like e3 style or or like comic book comic con style like show where thousands of people will go to one place just because they love one specific game here you are you have access to all these games every single game and you can't think of a way to like make some kind of fanfare thing that brings pe- that wants to bring people into your st- your store. I mean like it's it's like literally like just being handed to them the opportunities of things that they could do to bring people into the store, but they choose not to, you know, like yeah. Maybe when a new game comes out, you may not be doing the midnight release thing which brought a lot of people in anymore but you can do something very similar and easy to bring people to want to come and celebrate the you know picking up the game or whatever i mean you know like it's there i mean the fans the fans of games you know like when they love games they love games and they want to have an experience outside of just playing the game sometimes and and it would be very easy for GameStop to to give those kind of options, you know. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I get it. You know, sometimes it's not always gonna, you know, work as well as maybe it, maybe at one store as another. But but I mean, if you're doing that for games in general, like certain games are gonna obviously bring either more or less people in. But still, if you know that doesn't matter if if you know, you're giving something for people to do and fans to do. It, it's not going to matter in the end. They're going to see that that you put that time in to, you know, even let the employees that are working there, I'm sure, will enjoy it no matter what game it is. Just being able to interact with people and stuff and talk about things, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny that you can actually go to a... GameStop and just enjoy going there and talking about games and you know. I thought I thought weren't they recently trying to like weren't they messing with the idea of actually like trying to make like a lounge experience you know uh-huh. I mean I mean I mean to a, to a, to an ex to a, to an ex GameStop employee and that sounds like a nightmare to me but you know honestly if honestly if you guys are talking about about prompting it obviously there 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 looks like there's a market for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, there's a reason that people listen to our show. <laughs> they just want to, you know, like, you enjoy talking and hearing about people talk about things you love. And, I mean, honestly, it's it's a very, very basic idea that that could easily bring more people to a store. Well, I yeah. think it, I'm going to – I have one final piece on GameStop. I, I feel like I shit on them a lot, way too much. Uh, but – no, no, Think no, about no, the no, fact no, that there's do it, do it more. There's a, <laughs> there's a GameStop in every mall, right? Like I would say, yeah. fair, it's yeah. so fairly safe to say. What does every mall have? Like they all have kids with nothing to do all the time. I'm not. Yeah. I, I personally and would a lack of not, arcades. <laughs> exactly though, but like I personally would not go to 
a GameStop just to like hang out and like like as a cafe type thing. But if you did that in a mall, you're getting that younger demographic. That's why kids hang out at the Apple Store. It's the Wi-Fi. It's the play on their phone. It's they're, they're not buying computers. But like if you have that and then you sell those Zwinky cards or whatever that's showing my age and I don't know what the hell kids play anymore. <laughs> like sell them the stuff that they can buy that shit and like keep that yeah. going. Like you, you get them in the store and they're going to buy something. Yeah, the amiibos, you've got, you know, all the toy stuff can still stay. That's going to bring a lot of people, the, you know, Funko Pops, all that stuff can stay. Mobile but gaming. You're is not going to sell it if people aren't coming there. Yeah, well, the only thing I will, the only thing I will say is like, don't, don't turn, don't turn your stores into a daycare. You know, like have, oh, no. you, yeah, uh, you know, no, I mean, and this is on the parents at this point. You know, like don't just yeah. drop your kids off, and you know, and you know, if you know your kids a little snot, you know, don't just drop them off. <laughs> oh, they do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, I still care about, I still care about my friends who still work at, at GameStop. I, <laughs> but. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, like, you know, this is stuff that this is stuff that can help the business model. Like, I mean, I mean, you guys are floundering. And I think that I this isn't a life preserver like Microsoft through them. This is this is the freaking hell Mary, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to the next topic here. Uh, Phil Spencer kind of hinted at the exclusivity potential for Bethesda games in an interview. Uh, I'm going to read this uh this excerpt from this interview real quick. Now it doesn't really mean that these games could be exclusive forever or at all, but uh, he does make a good point. Uh, This was a deal not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going uh, to play games and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to uh, in order to make that kind of uh, deal work for us, uh, whatever whatever that means. So. Uh, yeah, he kind of hinted that, you know, they don't need to put it on their platforms to make this, uh, deal worth it for them. Uh, although Mm -hmm. it kind of seems like they probably will at some point put these games out there. Uh, I know we've had this conversation multiple times that like, Mm -hmm. okay, you can put it on PlayStation for $70 or a hundred dollars or whatever for those special editions or the season pass bundle or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you can also play it on game pass for 15 bucks a month. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. But I just thought that was pretty interesting that he kind of went out of his way to say that particular part. One, well, you know, and like if the fact that that you don't even have to essentially, and in, in the future, you don't even have to have like, let's say you just have a laptop that's just your everyday basic laptop, mm-hmm. um, and you want to play those games, you can play them through Game Pass because your Xbox, your laptop that you're using doesn't need to be have any power to it mm-hmm. all it's got to be able to do is play the stream that's it yeah so essentially like you know with x cloud it's making it to where 
they want to be able to offer you the option to play their games without having to buy into their their Xbox, you know, their consoles. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, like, so ultimately, like, they're making it as easy as possible without practically, you know, just giving, you know, like making no money at all. They're making it easy for people to play it, you know, where they want to, where, you know, where it will be allowed. And, you know, with them talking about doing what I had, you know, the exact same thing, thing that I said they should do with the whole uh, making it a browser-based thing, <laughs> that it, it's like, uh, you know, PlayStation doesn't have a browser. <laughs> yeah, well, then it could play Game Pass games. <laughs> Technically, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think they would have to make they would have to make one of those Stadia controllers that actually connects to the internet, you know, or get a dongle thing that you would plug your controller into that would cl- connect it to the internet. But but I mean, it still would be very possible to literally anywhere that has anything that has a browser be able to play it, you know, their game play pass games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the question is kind of. When you, that longly worded scenario that yeah. happened is really not saying like, are you going to make them exclusive? It's like, are you going to also release them on PlayStation? Because no one's yeah. concerned about Bethesda's games going to a Switch. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. like it just assumed that's probably not going to happen. I don't so, know. Doom Eternal still coming, they say. But I but I think to that <laughs> point though, like Game Pass would enable you to possibly play some of these Bethesda games on a Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I would not I don't think it's weird to say that Game Pass some like at some point may come to a Nintendo Switch. I don't think that I'm sure there will be more to it than that, but like it seems in the realm of possible things. But yeah. I would say it's more possible for that than it would be to go to a uh, a PlayStation. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I think Phil's a smart guy. He's every decision that he's made as the head of Xbox recently has been, I would say the right decision. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing. I don't think that they're looking to specifically like stop people from playing that game, but I think they're going to make their money back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, they, at the end of the day, they want you to come to their game pass or they do want you to buy their console. I think they want. Um, and, I want. I think they want you to buy Game Pass more than they want you to buy a console. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. exactly. That's the way yeah. I feel. That's the way I feel too. Because in all, in all, in all seriousness, like I have a PC. Like I'm a PlayStation mm-hmm. gamer. I have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, I am. I am really weighing the options right now of doing of getting Game Pass Ultimate. I am yeah. really weighing those options right now. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it's worth it with Ultimate. You get. You get to play uh, their. Their games like a week early or something like that sometimes. Yeah, I think Gears like, was what four days early or, or access to game. Well, Gears, yeah. Gears gave you Gears like five or four days with early. Game Pass regular. You got Gears on release day, base like base Gears five whatever. With Game Pass Ultimate, yeah. you got uh, you got to play it what four days early, five days early or something. You got all of those yeah. initial DLC packs like the Terminator. Uh, yep pack which whatever yep. term you still got skin packs yeah. you got uh, a bunch of in-game currency to spend in store and uh you got mm-hmm. what some character skins for free right like i think that was mm-hmm. their yeah big oh and you got the batista skin for marcus which yeah. should have just been a separate character but that's a different argument <laughs> for another day yeah, yeah. 
here's the, yeah. here's the one thing here's the one thing I'll say as the outsider looking in and I, and, and I said as the outsider looking in because I I don't own an Xbox console. The one thing I the one thing I'll say about this is you know like ultimately this is this is a very sound and good decision, you know, that Spencer is making and stuff like that. And it's also very, and, and also the way he answered the question in the interview is very diplomatic because as, as I was reading the interview, I, I, I realized the way he worded his answer and everything, it was like they were actually trying to pull, you know, a one way or the other answer from, from Phil, Phil Spencer and stuff like that. So the way he, so the way he worded it and everything, you know, is, is, is good. Here's here. And with the model that they have, of a game pass and everything i agree with everybody here they're they're, they're more interested in selling game pass than they are about mm-hmm. selling consoles right now not saying that they don't want to sell you know all these consoles but you know microsoft said from the very beginning when they made the, when they made x when they made xbox that it was all about getting people the games and four generations later they're they're living up to that expectation. They're they're trying to make that expectation a reality as as, as much as they can. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like there's, you know, that like something, um, like Xbox, you know, anything being part of Microsoft, and and if you know, if you know, like, you know, how kind of how Microsoft started and like where Bill Gates is and stuff now. And the things that he does, you, like there's, yes, they are a, a company and a business at the end of the day, but there's some, there's some real like, you know, like ideas that have, you know, existed in that company that have been very, very much about doing stuff for people like outside even of like them. And, you know, and so, like, and honestly, like, a lot of this, like, positivity and stuff that's that's come with the ways that Microsoft or Xbox has changed and these ideas of trying to bring games everywhere, like, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. when we see yeah. kind of, you know, even who Bill Gates has been as a, as a person, like, you know, trying to do things and make things in the world better in general, you know. So it's you know it, like it, it all makes sense. I like the fact yeah. that he he got asked a question that he could have gave a very like political type answer, mm-hmm. and he still kind of gave that. But then he answered the question the best he could at the current time. Like mm-hmm. I I would wager that they they currently do not know if they're going to make any games exclusive until they have played the games to see how popular they think they will be. And I think mm-hmm. they do some more like te- like there's and the deal's not even closed yet. They're still very early on in that. Yeah. So he can't say that yes, we're going to make those games exclusive, and yeah. then something else could happen. So yeah. like, I appreciate the fact that he was asked the question that's on everybody's mind, but like, are these games going to be exclusive? And he's like, we want everyone to play them. He's like, but we like and like he's like saying we don't have to put it on every console to make it that happen. We have plenty of options available. Mm-hmm. But we don't yeah. know. Like I like the fact that he gave an answer to it. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think part of it too is I think like you know, like they've kind of made it very clear that they still want their developers that they're picking up to be able to do the things that that the way that they want to do them and and still have a very big say in how things for them go. And so like, you know, the thing is too is I think that 
that that might be something that they they even sit down and have a discussion with with these developers you know like you know like talk to bethesda about like you know how they like you know say hey like this is how much money you would make from this game if you were to do this this and this like you know are you guys like is that a satisfying number that you're seeing and you know like kind of like trying to look at how how the the people who are making games like make sure that they're being taken care of as well as making sure that Microsoft is being taken care of like they're like a you know like there seems to be a really good you know friendship and and like you know trust with Microsoft and the developers that are making their games and kind of trying to work with them as as much as they possibly can and let them still do their thing you know so you know, yeah. part of me wonders if there's, you know, like if it's if it ultimately comes down to like does Bethesda decide, hey, you know, like we we, we would like to make this game, you know, for everywhere, you know, like on all consoles, and you know, and Microsoft would be like, you know, like if that's what if that's what you guys want to do, you know, we're fine with that. You know, like I, oh, I, I think it could be there might be more than just what Microsoft wants. They might be looking at, you know, what they feel like these developers want to do as well. Do you do you realize what type of precedent that would that would set if they if they if they allowed that? That would change. That would also change the the entire landscape of gaming. You know, going forward, if they did something like that, because it would it would allow other companies to like relax their stranglehold on some yeah. of their IPs. It 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 really would. I mean, I mean, just just imagine. And I know Ed would love this if he's watch if he's watching right now. Just imagine if Nintendo if Nintendo was like, okay, Bayonetta two was out, has been out for a year. Let's go ahead and let it loose to every other platform. Yeah. Well, they Platinum has said that after the after Bayonetta three comes out, that mm-hmm. they're looking to self publish uh, Bayonetta titles that are already out. I mean, I know Bayonetta th- one isn't Nintendo funded or whatever. It's already in four K sixty on on PS four and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling you, Bay- as soon as Bayonetta three comes out, you're gonna see Bayonetta two on other platforms. Yeah, definitely, because my my PC is ready to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you saw that happen with uh, a bunch of things on the Wii U, also, right? Like Wonderful One Hundred One, yeah. uh, the update yeah. to Ninja Gaiden Three. Uh, there, there's a bunch of games on the Wii U that that you know Nintendo had exclusivity until the Switch came out, and then you just saw Zombie them, U. Yeah, you just saw them start <laughs> popping off everywhere. So. Uh, uh, okay, so the last thing we're going to kind of talk about a little bit before we get into our uh, listener question and uh, just some other stuff. In that same interview, Phil Spencer said that he was actually surprised by how fast the Series S uh, loads things, and it actually loads things faster in some regards than the Series X because it's loading in the lower res textures and uh, uh, some other things due to smart delivery. So his uh, his quote was, one of the biggest surprises for me is just how powerful the Series S really is. It's such a significant piece of hardware in a small form factor. This is a powerful piece of next-gen hardware. You'll have a very similar experience between the Series S and the Series X. Uh, being honest, the Series S has surprised me in terms of how it performs. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking to play some xbox games or just have a game pass box it seems like the series s is actually a pretty 
I mean, not that we were doubting it, but you know, it still seems yeah. like a pretty beefy piece of hardware. So, um, Leron, what do yeah, you think totally. of the Series S as like a tech guy? Ah, mm. uh, you would have to hit me with that one. Uh, honestly, and I'm trying to remember the specs off the top of my head. In all, in all seriousness, like the S, the Xbox Series S is probably the system I will get. You know, and I and I and I blame you guys for that, by the way, because you know, like, invited me into the Boss Rush family, and uh, now it's like I feel like I've really got to perform. You know, like I, I kind of, I kind of like centered myself around PC gaming. I knew I was going to get a PS5. I knew that, but you know, but tech wise, the Xbox, the the main thing that I like about the uh, Series S is that. You know, uh, you're you're definitely doing all digital and stuff like that. It's a lightweight system, but it still has the same power and capabilities of the um of the actual system itself. Now there are some there are some things there um, that I saw out there in reports that say it won't do exactly everything that the that the, the Series X is doing, but at the same time, yeah. we still don't know for sure until the system actually hits and stuff like that. And it's a good and it's a good option, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, really... for, it's more for PC gamers who, like, people who want that, like, because, so, like, the idea of the S is it just does 1440p mm. at uh, possibly 120 frames per second. Which and is so great it's, because... it's just, it's just, like, it's more focused on doing the, you know, PC style thing where, you know, I mean, a lot, there are people who play PC and can do it higher than 60 frames per second or whatever, 4K. But it's like it's still a lot of PC gamers like to hit that 1440p instead, you know, because they don't want to completely, you know, like max everything out in certain areas or whatever. Yeah, so they can do turn other things on, but yeah, so that's kind of like what they yeah what they want to do with that. So yeah, a lot of people a lot of people don't understand you know the experience when you when you start playing a console game on a monitor, especially like a yeah. especially like a nice gaming style monitor. People mm-hmm. don't. People don't always understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. That's what I do now. That's what I do now. My, I bought. I bought this this monitor that I'm on right now is my 4K monitor, and I play my my One X on it. And you know, like, if I can get games at at a steady 60 frames per second at 4K for me personally, like mm-hmm. I'm that's gonna be perfect for me because like steady and. Of a monitor, though, I can tell the difference between four, 1440p and 4K, oh, yeah. and I do oh, yeah. not like how muddy 1440p looks. Like, once you get 4K, it, it's, it kind of is hard for me. You know, when it's in your face like this, it's much mm-hmm. easier to tell. On a TV, I don't think it will make as big of a difference, but but when you have it right in front of you, it's definitely easier to tell. <laughs> I think real. they're going after like the competitive gamer market as well as like that lower price point lower resolution thing because if you think about most people that play competitively they will always choose frames frames over resolution resolution. Mm -hmm. and like also like just thinking about like when you meet up and you have like if you're doing scrimmages or whatever like and you take your console with you it's way easier to take that series s with you than the x those people aren't playing off discs it makes a lot of sense like Mm -hmm. i do think that it, this price point will probably turn a lot of households into a two current gen system household. Like, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that at some point I'm going to have both consoles. Mm-hmm. Just, 
if I'm going over to my friend's house and I want to play, like I'm gonna, I don't want to lug that whole thing with me. I would rather take the smaller thing, the smaller yeah. console. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you could just play through streaming. <laughs> well, play through console streaming. Uh, yeah. Play. <laughs> I could play on my phone while you're in the, someone's room. Plus, like people who, on their Xbox. people who are streaming console games too. That Series S is a lot more appealing too because like it's smaller uh most capture cards only you know capture you know i mean my capture card only captures 1080p so what do i need a series x for if i'm streaming something right Mm -hmm. but like i don't know that box is super appealing like like i said i kind of want one for my office and put the series x on my big tv in there you know just you know just to kind of be honest with you that i think that'd be really cool to just do that but whatever yeah you know and i think it's different if you're getting a monitor that's actually targeting 1440p yeah versus you know like doing 1440p on a 4k monitor it's Mm -hmm. it's probably gonna look muddier kind of like you know how like when you take a old school tv resolution game and you put it on a newer screen it looks completely like crap it actually looks better if you play it on the tv that it's supposed to be running on Mm -hmm. you know like it actually looks better almost than it Mm -hmm. does on your nicer tv (laughs) yeah so i think that could be part of the thing too is 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 like if you you plan on running at 1440p it's probably better to just have a monitor that's targeting that and making that look as as great as it possibly can versus trying to play it on something yeah like a uh, 4K. i remember that reminds me of a story I, when we first got our first hd tv when the 360 came out or when the 360 was mm-hmm. out and it, i mm-hmm. i remember playing gears uh, i remember playing gears of war on that new tv at the time and like it looked great mm-hmm. but something about it going back to like a crt made it yeah. look better in some regards you know just because it's like Mm -hmm. oh man this this game looks like it should be dirty and kind of muddy and just kind of yeah i don't know it's it just looked cooler crts are better actually crts are a a better tv like if they could make a 4k crt it would look better than a led or a like uh you know like it, it would just look better i think because they're like they're they were amazing tech and but you know, it just obviously with the way that that it's done, it, it just is. Could you imagine a TV that's like? I don't know about you though. The I'm size not, of your room. I'm not carrying another CRT as long as I live though. Yeah, thirty-two inch yeah. CRT is like six thousand yeah. pounds. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I remember my cousin had like a had a fifty-inch CRT, and. Whew it took four of us to carry it down into his basement to the point where we started hearing the stairs crack and we were like, Oh, we need to move fast because we will fall through the stairs and someone will die. So (laughs) quick snip. Sony made a uh, 40 inch when they went to the, the, the Trinitron, the flat Mm -hmm. CRTs. Mm -hmm. I remember those because the glass had to be so much thicker to be structurally sound. They yeah. made a 40-inch version that they had to stop making because the weight of the actual glass was cracking the cabinets the, of the TV. They could yeah, not the make frame. the frame of the TV strong enough to support them. So there's a few of these like 40-inch Sony Trinitrons that do look good, mm-hmm. but 
like all the bottoms are just like don't you can't pick it up because yeah. it'll just <laughs> fall apart. Yeah, I do wish I had a. I my parents had this really awesome CRT. It was a twenty-seven inch, like like a flat screen CRT, mm-hmm. and I used to play my Dreamcast and my original Xbox on it all the time, and uh, it was just the greatest TV. And I when I moved uh when i moved one time i was like hey you guys saw that tv they had like thrown it out oh yeah i'm like (laughs) but it's like the perfect tv for old game consoles like just let me have it they're like it's gone (laughs) yeah i i have a really i have a really big crtv uh crt tv downstairs that's that weighs quite (laughs) quite a bit it takes a lot to move that thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of energy it's it's a it's probably like a 50 inch or something but it's yeah that thing is is massive i've got like a whole big like coffee table type thing and it it's like the size of that table like it's, <laughs> it's just like legs underneath it basically <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to get into our listener questions. Remember, if you have a question, you can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at arsenalxpodcast. Uh, we will we will answer your question here on the show or you can join us live on Twitch. And we, if you ask a question in the chat, if it's good enough, it will make the show. <laughs> it's got to be good, though. Or just okay, because we want questions. Give us your questions. Uh, this one comes from... Aaron Geshen, Geshen, Geshen. I butchered that. That's all right. You know, don't have weird last names. That's all I have to say. I have ones we can pronounce. <laughs> oh man, man, harsh. Hey, my last name is Dierig. Okay, nobody knows how to pronounce it, so I, I get it. Just messing with you, Aaron. Uh, he says, "Hey all, I just discovered your slate of podcasts, and I have to say, I love them." Here's my question for you. The Xbox Series X is just a few weeks away. What is the feature you're most excited for? Uh, little to no load times, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's it's between that and just being able to, like... Like, I'm, like, the tech part, like, the, the tech nerd of in me. Like, I really want to see this whole... The whole AI stuff you know, in play of like, you know, like upraising these games without the devs actually having to do anything with the game to make it look better. Like though like that kind of like built in like programming stuff that kind of like the 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 Xbox itself is like doing it, you know, doing the the upgrading of, of graphics and stuff is just really interesting to me. Like, you know, like how kind of just doing all that kind of in inside stuff um you know and and just yeah i just want to see you know like w- just the, the difference of like what you know like i'm gonna have my my one x playing a game and then have it on on another on my other on the new console the series x and just kind of see like a like the difference between playing a game even just putting you know, playing a game that like I said, doesn't have any kind of upgrade, like and see if there is a, a noticeable difference between the two, you know, and stuff like that. I'm I'm kind of that's what I'm interested in is just seeing 
seeing how how it how it makes games look, you know, mm-hmm. what a difference it makes. Yeah. Uh, Leron, I know you're, you get, I know you're getting that PlayStation <laughs> first, but I mean, for these new consoles in general, what what features are you looking forward to? Well, the, the one thing that really got my attention because um, I did watch the um, the Xbox uh, the Xbox show when they um, when they did their their uh, their games their games. I can't remember. Uh, most of it was reveals and stuff like that. But um, but the one thing that really got my attention was uh, was smart delivery, and I, I definitely did the uh, did the research on that and things like that because I was like smart delivery. What is that? You know, I did the research and figured out what it was. I like that feature, and you know the fact that you know like they're not leaving they're not leaving their 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 their, cl- their customers by the wayside. You know, people who people who were early adopters and decided to get the system, get the games on the older systems and stuff like that. They'll be able to get them. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to get the experience as well for the most part. I mean, Sony's also offering something like that. But also, I'm also there right there with, with Jesse. Like I I I really I really want to see like the whole landscape of console games now as they get closer and closer to doing the same specs that PCs are doing and things like that. And, and you know, it's it's one of the things that fascinates me about this whole thing. Plus, you know. No load times. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I, I I honestly stopped uh, using my PS4 because load times were really starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real. You know, like I didn't really care about you know games being locked at 30 frames per second, things like that. I was really more I was really more perturbed by the load times, and you know that's probably my fault because you know. I don't have a bleeding edge computer rig, but at the same time, you know, it's like um, I don't want my gaming to suffer on my PC. So I so I put the money in for the quality and stuff like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's really nice and refreshing that these consoles are starting to get some of that quality that us PC gamers are, you know, can be a little bit of a snob about. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like not ask for a lot of money to, you know, to have the, that feature, you know, which is. I think what it, for me what has always been the draw for consoles is like yeah they may not be as good as the best computers right now mm-hmm. but I'm still getting a good amount of tech for the little you know price tag that that I'm paying yeah. for it you know like and I feel like this con this new generation even more so it, it almost feels like you're ripping them off. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, this, yeah, this, this, this new generation of consoles, man. I mean, for what you're getting for under six hundred dollars, that's amazing. Because, yes. because, because I'm an IT guy and I work for a company, and, and we and we do custom builds of like all sorts of computers and stuff like that, from gaming to freaking to freaking folding rigs and stuff like that, and, and things like that. And and I mean. Some of the specs that these systems have, like, well, you know, like we, we're we're still over the five hundred dollar mark. So I, I mean, I know that these these I know that these companies are taking hits, like Microsoft, Sony, they're taking mm-hmm. hits. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure even Nintendo's taking hits on on the hardware losses. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, we don't have to be sure. They tell us they take the hardware hits, which is why they promote the games, which is why Microsoft has this nice vector called Game Pass, like. Microsoft's making all their money back on any on any bit of any bit of money they lose on these consoles. They're making it back with Game Pass. I can tell you that right now. And and now that I think about it, Game Pass is probably the feature that's most exciting about this stuff. I already have it on PC, so you know, when I get my Series S, you know where you know what else I'm gonna have that. Yeah, yeah. And what did they have? Was that fifteen over fifteen million subscribers to Game Pass? Yeah, yeah. And if you figure how much you pay for that, and some of them may be only paying the ten dollar 
or yeah. some might be paying the 15 for the ultimate. I mean, just you know, say everybody. All those people pay for a year. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people are getting their first month for like a dollar or whatever, but like, yeah. you say like average, average person's paying 10 bucks a month, right? Like 15 million subscribers. That's $150 million a month, you know, mm-hmm. times 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a pretty hefty oh. chunk of change that you're <laughs> banking, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Game Pass is is just a it's the best deal in gaming. It, plus like with EA Play being added to it in November, uh I mean, I think Destiny is a huge get. Bethesda's, you know, starting to probably mm-hmm. show up there soon. I mean, Doom Eternal's already there now and Prey or Dishonored yeah. 2 is there and I don't know, man. Game Pass is well, the, the Trojan is- horse. We've been talking about it for what Two years now, at least. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, you know, like, unlike a Netflix or something, a lot of the times there's a lull in Netflix or or Hulu or whatever, where there's nothing there. Like, you're still paying for it, but there's not there's like not a lot of stuff that you really are dying to watch. Whereas mm-hmm. with Game Pass, I feel like I feel like there's always going to be something there for you to to check out or play that. You know that will, you know, give you an experience that you want, and I, you know, I think that's, it's it's such a win-win for everyone. It's a win-win for Microsoft, and it's a win-win for the people who have the 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 service. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the nice thing. You know, it's it, they they were that they were able to find a good like middle ground where the people paying it aren't feeling like they're getting ripped off. And, you know, and they're also making money off of it. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for next gen. It's mm-hmm. only three weeks away. Yeah, I know. So, I cannot wait, man. Four weeks, three weeks, four weeks ish. So, yeah. man, can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait unless. So uh, the thing we usually do at the top of the show that we forgot to do, but we're going to do now next gen console watch 2k20 shipping update edition again uh <laughs> everybody still has their pre-orders i think so mm-hmm. uh i did look at my best buy order for the like the controller and the memory stick and everything it moved from pre-ordered to shipment pending so oh shit oh so oh so Mm. hopefully hopefully now i don't know if that means they're shipping it to the store because i picked in-store pickup so i don't know what that entails but i don't i'm excited i can't wait to have that master chief statue sitting next to my stranger statue and then in march sitting next to the uh the uh uh drifter statue oh man josh posted (laughs) that on on twitter and i got real excited (laughs) It's happening. <laughs> They're all coming. <laughs> oh, it's just going to be a nightmare yeah. for my wallet. I'm going to have to skip out on so many games just to buy these damn Destiny statues. Um, my order is still in here. Nothing's changed. So I would say that's good news from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a successful change, though, like you have. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Jesse, your the Amazon order that I have for you is still pre-ordered. 
<laughs> so that's good. And I have had no changes on my target order. So also good, nice. I think. Um, yeah, because I know, I think some people were getting a change in their Best Buy, like people who bought bought yeah. the um, Xbox through Best Buy. They were There were some people that had it where it was saying that that they would be getting it a couple of days late. Yeah. Something like that. But but honestly, I think I think most people it's still a win as long as they're actually getting it. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I'll take it a couple of days late. That's fine, as long as I'm still getting it. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they're coming out on what a Tuesday or or whatever anyways. So I mean how many you know, other than the people who literally took that day off of work so they could play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, like an idiot. Who, who would do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, other, like other than those people, it really. I mean, I mean, the majority of people, I feel like it's not going to really screw much of anything up if they get it a couple of days late because they're most likely looking forward to Friday to play it anyways. So yeah, you know. I uh, my t- my target ship date did shift from November 11th through the 16th to November 10th. Through the 16th so hmm. whatever that <laughs> whatever uh man it'd be funny if it was like one of those like because my friend has had uh, uh like the opposite of what a lot of people have had with, with the amazon thing where he's actually gotten games a day early yeah like that he like jesse he, if you get he... this if you get your xbox series x a day early i'm <laughs> like gonna punch you early. I'm gonna punch you. I'm gonna drive the what seven or eight hour actually, trip it takes to get there. I'm just gonna knock actually, on your front door and punch Spencer, you. Come out, <laughs> Phil. Yeah, he's gonna give me. He was. He said he was gonna give me my Xbox here live on the show. <laughs> oh man. So. Uh. All right. Well. We're going to get out of here. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. Remember, you can catch Arsenal X live on Sunday nights here on twitch.tv slash Bosch Rush Games Live or catch it on podcast services and YouTube on Tuesday mornings. Uh, Leron, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you filling in for uh, for Josh here. Hey, it was, it was yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, so um, I hope you come back on more often. Uh, although yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love, I'd love to, you know, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's real interesting being the, being the low man, in the totem pole, because, uh, I don't, own a, I don't currently own an Xbox system. Um, I briefly had an Xbox 360. Uh, when I say briefly, I had just long enough to play 20 hours with the, of the original Mass Effect game. And then <laughs> that was, that was about my tenure with the, with Xbox at that point. Yeah. Cause yeah, if, if anyone who's listening isn't somehow familiar with, you know, with him, but yeah, you're a big, you're a big uh, Mass Effect fan. So I, I am, I am. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm hoping Mass Effect Five. I'm, I'm hoping Mass Effect Five. You know, basically puts it back to a state that well, it's not like Andromeda did anything wrong. Uh, just yeah, rush development. They, they needed more time to finish the game. But you know, hopefully Mass Effect Five will, you know, will, will bring us back to form and you know give. Give us something that we can enjoy and things like that. I think it all. I think it all hedges on how good the next Dragon Age game is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like honestly, like like Mass Effect Andromeda and and Halo Five have kind of the same problem, where I, it was like like the tech and everything around that game was amazing. Like, I mean, well, there were some issues in the beginning with you know some stuff that they fixed, but like it became a 
you know, really good tech wise game, but it's like the story part that mm-hmm. that maybe isn't as great. And I feel like it's the same thing with Halo Five. Like I love how the guns and everything look in Halo Five and I love how like that game plays. But the story just wasn't there. And I, I played through like I played through Halo Five. Kinda... I played through Halo Five three three yeah. times and I still can't tell you what happened. Yeah. I... The one major difference, though, is that people still play Halo Five. It's fair. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that is true because I never beat Mass Effect Andromeda, and I was a day one purchaser. Well, I, I same. I had a pre-ordered day one purchaser. Never finished it. Yeah. I, Halo Five's multiplayer is so good, though. Like it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and they still they still like support it. I know. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't. They weren't so embarrassed that they just stopped. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, just because your story sucks doesn't mean the game play is bad, but, though. You know, so it, yeah. we never yeah. got the DLC for Andromeda either that we were promised, right? There was like two packs that were supposed to yeah. come out. Yeah, we, yeah, never, it never happened. Um, it, Did they just it, maybe cut ties and say, "Well, this will just be part I, of the next one"? Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, EA, EA didn't want to. EA didn't want to. You know, they and. I'm saying it in a negative way. EA didn't want to waste any more time with Mass Effect Andromeda. That's that's really that's really all came down to because I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe some people behind the scenes at Bioware is actually working on that DLC and we and might just slide it to us, you know, somehow or some way, you know. But then the again, Mass Effect the Andromeda Ultimate Edition for the Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five. Yeah, I, don't do that. Don't do that. Just, just, just go ahead and build us. Just go ahead. Actually, you know what? Just, just make the sequel. Just make a sequel and include that content that that we should have gotten. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's the best thing I can say. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I probably will mention that on our um, on our upcoming Mass Effect uh, show that uh, Boss Rush uh, is doing. Yeah. Because I'm on I'm I'm on that panel, so I'll mention that there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Leron, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on various social media at X803. That's EXODUS803. That's also my gamer tag. So you can find me on the various consoles that I play or on Steam. Nice. Uh, Joe, where can we find you? Colonel Panic on Twitter. Just check the show notes. It's way easier. <laughs> <laughs> there's an underscore. Yeah. There's some numbers in yeah, there. I think you can. It's there's fine. Numbers. It's where there's letters. <laughs> Jesse, where can we find you? You can you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS. And you can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all of us on various content here on Boss Rush Games. Uh thank you, LeRon. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jesse, for joining me tonight on Arsenal X. We're gonna throw up the X one last time. Fine, you got it. Because we are (laughs) exiting this show. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.